Welcome back to the Flying Jar Cynics Podcast. I am Dio. Gene is pouring up, so <laughs> to make a call, we'll get some Gene. wine. Gene! The wine is flowing. And, Gene! And Mac. Uh, Mac here. <laughs> and Gene. Um, yeah, uh, first, check us out on all social media at Wine Jar Cynics. We're getting better at it. We're getting better. We're getting better. We're getting more consistent. Um, But what are we talking about today? Um, A cynic concept. Cynic concept. Which concept is that? A cynic concept that they haven't told you about. Ooh. Secret knowledge? Secret knowledge. Forbidden knowledge? Oh, no. It's self-sufficiency. Oh, okay. Self-sufficiency. You know what's funny? If you look up anything to do with cynicism, that is the fundamental tenet of the philosophy is self-sufficiency. Yes. And we it's funny because we talked about um, prepping in like episode nine, I think, a long time ago. Feels like it's been like years. <clears throat> who, I, I'm curious because you know more about this than I do. In ter- who really started the self sufficiency? It's Socrates, for a fact. Socrates, mm-hmm. okay. Um, Diogenes, I don't, know, I don't know if Diogenes makes it clear, but at least the modern scholars make it clear that uh, cynicism is a minor, minor philosophical school of thought. That directly comes from Socrates himself. They take his most extremist views. So it's it's basically like Socrates is the father. Then you have Plato and Aristotle go one way, and uh, cynicism goes another way, right? Uh, the the way I like to t- say it is: the father is Socrates, the son is cynicism, then the the Holy Ghost is Stoicism. Oh shit! Okay. Yeah, because cynicism. <clears throat> We talked about this in the um, what what episode the, the the cynicism series the founding fathers, yeah. Um, uh, Diogenes is the first cynic. No, right. no. Ten. I mean, Socrates is the f- the forefather of all the philosophical schools. Then it's Diogenes, and then no, no. Then uh, for cynicism, it's Diogenes, obviously, not Antisthenes. So Diogenes, though he, in terms of self sufficiency, because we can really start the we, we know how Socrates was, but. What kind of life did Diogenes live to to express self-sufficiency? That's the thing that we were disagreeing about that because remember in the prepping episode we were talking about self-sufficiency, mm-hmm. right? I mean, this is a concept that's very... That's the thing about this episode. That's why I want to see what you guys, your guys' interpretations on self-sufficiency is because, for example, Socrates, when he talked about self-sufficiency, the way I interpret it from reading his um, take on that is that he said self-sufficiency is specifically regarding um, um, the external goods and the internal goods. So you should self-sufficiency is is how to live the good life, right? Oh no, the, you want if you want to live the good life, you need to be self-sufficient, and to be self-sufficient is to rely on your internal goods rather than your external goods. And then he passes that knowledge on to Plato's, and then he, and then uh, Aristotle, and then Diogenes takes it. And puts it to the extreme. And says, and then Diogenes lives a life of poverty. And he doesn't need, 
anything but a cloak and a staff. Well, that's that's what I'm, and that's really where I wanted to ask the question of you and your opinion is, so self-sufficiency to me yeah. is the act of, of sustaining yourself without any help from, you know, anyone else. You're uh, the yeah. sole, sole mover of your destiny, right? Is the only way to do that to do as Diogenes did and kind of disconnect from society and live in poverty? No, I like, disagree. Like to lower, I, to lower your standard of living? He didn't completely. That's the argument I made against it. Yeah, I yeah, yeah. He was relying kind of on people's the, charity. The goodwill the, yeah, of the people. The city. Right. Exactly. So that's the. I think we're seeing it from a modern lens, but I think that's a fair assessment, even in the past. I think if you want to be self-sufficient, for me personally, I think that's being self-reliant. Self-reliant meaning... Um, growing your own food living being able to live on your own being able to survive on your own being able to have your own ideas being a free thinker relying on um your own company and being able to be proud of that and confident a, a lot of things so well in in that regard so self-sufficiency would kind of lie on a spectrum then yeah i think so well yeah you put it i mean you put it into a modern context versus Kind of I, more of a traditional context. All mm-hmm. self, uh, everybody who talks about self-sufficiency, funny enough, this concept is very different. For Diogenes, he feels that with, I think his self-sufficiency is a, is a little bit different. It's like a more extreme version of Socrates. I feel Socrates is just saying that you can be happy with little or to no possessions and just rely on, but you see, know. That, that, that comes across as minimalism to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's the first thing. Exactly. It feels more like minimalism. <clears throat> Which is basically just, lowering the external objects or stimulus necessary to make you happy or in other words your mood or your your sense of well-being is not determined by outside factors with uh, a trait that cynicism shares with stoicism correct yeah mm-hmm. they they also think about um the stoics also because you know the stoics descend directly from the cynics right. the first cynic the first stoic is was a cynic right. xenocidium and i Obviously, we had to promote that because, I mean, cynicism isn't all, only about all the bad stuff you hear about it. So there's a lot of good to it. So and I think the self-sufficiency, whether or not you believe Diogenes was self-sufficient or self-reliant, I think I think it's a good idea in general. And I think it's interpreted differently. It's oh, I definitely. I mean... Because, I, yeah, Socrates, his self-sufficiency is a lot different than Diogenes. True. I would say my goal in life, one of my big goals is self-sufficiency. I think so too. Living off grid, being able to grow your own food, be able to hunt your own food, being able to survive without the, essentially the government, yeah. Well, I, th- I think that's the furthest extreme of self-sufficiency. Is to uh, Yeah, and they call it uh, anarcho-primitivism. I can see that. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, that would be uh, when I, more traditional. You can still do that today. All you need is like a tent. And yeah, you just, <laughs> just go. I mean, and I mean, yes. <laughs> I mean, but a you, tent and a few tools. Here, and here's my thing towards that. I just want to comment is because in major cities you see a lot of tents and people living there. I would not call them self sufficient mm-hmm. because no, again, that's where I and, throw. And then yeah, because yes. I, I was telling you about. Remember in the Doomsday episode, we were talking about is that self sufficient. And you said no. I think because no, because they're, they're, you they're relying to, on the city. Yeah, you need to go way away from other people to not not you don't have to to be self sufficient, but to maximize self sufficiency, you have to go away from other people to actually. Yeah, you know that's live the thing. It truly. Well, and yes. see, that's that's where I almost don't feel like it's a spectrum. I feel like it is kind of black and white in that regard. I mean, so, yeah. I, either you self sustain or you don't self sustain. 
Yeah, I I guess I kind of agree. That, I, I think the spectrum is. Which for, mo- for most people that's regu- regular people who are more casual, that's I think out that of the question. So you have to put it in more of a modern sense. Yeah, yeah, Ex- exactly. And, a, and, a, and the beauty of uh, today is you can be self sufficient in the sense that all everything you make, all the money you make, is all on you, and well, you're and not that, dependent. That's the number and one. And that's what you I'm saying. That's that's self sufficiency in the context of civilization, meaning that you're making money, you're part of the economy, you're part of society. But you own all of your profits. Yes. Right. Kind of. Do you, that, that's the first step. And that way, that's interesting too, because I was thinking about how to be as mo as self sufficient as possible. Because I personally, I the internet. Yeah, exactly. I was thinking about work, right? And I'm like, hmm, I don't want to. I really don't want a boss. I don't want schedules. I want to wear a uniform. I've done that. Subscribe now. <laughs> so, <laughs> and, it, and, it, and it could be yeah it could be through podcasting you can make it big or youtube but you can also do it just like oh, uh, buying and reselling this, this is so en- endless opportunity that's the question in a phil- in a philosophical sense what to all of us what does that mean though this, this is self-sufficient actually- because you can be self-sufficient in an emotional sense in a financial sense or in a philosophical you know there's well, a lot of different i mean i could be wrong but i feel like it starts financially first you have to be able to take care of and provide for yourself yeah well, that's exactly just the hierarchy of needs the hierarchy yeah. of needs exactly. you have to be able to survive and actually i think when it comes to money and into like self-sufficiency not so much self-sufficiency but just money i actually agree with some of the people um when they talk about how covid and the lockdowns has shown kind of the um the wastefulness of having to go into work every day. Not for mm. every job, but for a lot of jobs. For that the ones that you can on. literally just work <clears throat> yeah, at home. You, lo- you know. Anything and that involves a computer, you could do yeah. remotely. A lot of Silicon Valley, a lot of them permanently transferred to being remote workers, oh, yeah. and they took a pay cut for it. Yeah, which is ridiculous. And apparently yeah, they, they were forced into the pay cut, but I think a lot of them were happy to do it. Oh, yeah, because of the freedom that you get from it. And, and Silicon Valley's way I was gonna say, and they, overpriced, and like they can move to, like to a cheap city and pretty much live to, like kings. To, which is actually what I think is going to be a permanent change from COVID. Because That's one thing. I, I do think a lot of these technology-based jobs are going to go remote. Which And it should, have, it should have been that way. Speaking of that, you talk about internet, making money off the internet, working for yourself. That brings me to a subculture that exists um, right now. They're called digital nomads. Oh, I heard about those. So digital nomads, for anyone that's not tracking, they are typically younger uh, professionals who have some sort of computer skill or or writing or or something that they can do Mm -hmm, via the computer. And what they literally do is they move from country to country doing uh, work remotely or freelance. Mm -hmm. And and they're making big waves. Now, this is like... The lifestyle that everyone wants, because of course they're the laptop lifestyle. Well, they're they're making a bunch of waves because they're going to these tropical places, these really beautiful locations, and they live there for six months and they'll move to another one. But be careful with those though, because you always see those ads, and there's a guy who's on his lap uh, on the beach with his laptop, like you want to make ten, nine, what was it, a hundred thousand dollars in a day from your laptop from the comfort of your home. In a yeah, beach, it depends what the, if they're selling that to you to try and sell something. It's probably like some sort of pyramid yeah. scheme. Yeah. No, no, well, it is, it is. But have you seen those though? Well, that's yeah. what that's what but happens. Those are people who like latched onto it and took advantage of people wanting that. Uh, mm-hmm, yeah, well, there's, there's so there's the, the original ones that were like there's a lot of them the were bloggers. Early on, they were bloggers, bloggers and coders. And then what came afterwards was these bloggers and coders 
but they really made it big by going on YouTube and stuff and blogging and coding about how you too can have uh, this yeah life. yeah exactly just like the people who <coughs> they um sell ebooks about how to how to sell ebooks which they make money off it yeah if they, they charge do. five dollars for an ebook and not all of them are like no or they bad, charge the courses but for I think most are a joke yeah I, there's also some blowback from that actually though because the digital nomads. There's complaints by some people that they go into these, like, poorer countries and they live like kings while they're there. But they, the argument is that they don't actually give back anything to the community. Well, I heard actually... The community that they're in? The, the, yeah, the community that they're adopted like, for six months or whatever. I don't think what? that's true because yeah. I think they're spending a lot of money. While well, no, no, they, I think yeah, they like, still have to be taxed. It depends, in, in no, it depends on the country. They're not getting taxed, but they're definitely... In Thailand, they are, I know, for a fact. They're buying food. They're buying... They have no way to tax you in Thailand. That is true. You actually could avoid it pretty easily. Taxes are theft. It, so well, if they're in Thailand... I know that max, like, tourist visa they could get. They're making visa runs then. I mean, yeah, because it's 30-day visa runs, but places that have longer tourist visas... Well, no, because you can get a longer tourist visa. It's. I think even in Thailand. It's but anyway, I, I get why you're talking about it because it, it they're self sufficient in that way. They're kind of a cosmopolitan too. Well, that gets into the they're self sufficient. Their their own bosses, but yeah, they are cos. They're like this world cosmopolitan sort of thing, and then the world traveler. But I don't think it's for everyone though. There's I'm a lot sure of people. There was a guy who was talking about it and against it because he was saying that um, if you are somebody who cannot manage their time well who's not very disciplined then this is not a lifestyle for you well is yeah. against it because of that no he's just no, he's not saying it's against he just says there has there is that's the one con oh. that you have to be careful of well yeah just that like you might just just like those people some, who, some people could never start a business because they just don't have the the conscientiousness yeah that's what they call it and uh, a lot of people enjoy working for someone else more i they really like, yeah i really don't like the hassle of of having all this stuff because it is a huge you got to hustle <laughs> when you're out there on in, your in own. In the you beginning, gotta especially, yeah. I mean, if you have a company that lets you work remotely and you're like a programmer, then yeah. But not how many? Not many people are programmers, though. Well, they're probably freelancers. Didn't all yeah. those coal miners learn to code? <laughs> <laughs> um, joke. That's a joke. There's, co- but there's not. But okay, I don't want to discourage people because I think if you like that, I personally would want to do that. I'm just saying that there are other jobs too. I heard that uh, there are copywriters it, too. It's it could be they do writing jobs. I want to say everything, but blogs. There's so much you could do. It's not just coding and blogging. You can sell stuff, buy and resell stuff. There was there was one I saw. Um, God, where did I see it? Um, what did you guys send the thing where it was this? Um, the guy was like, "This is the guaranteed way to make money. The best way I know to make money." And what he basically did is he there's a website. That sells like bulk things for ridiculously cheap, and he bought like he's he, like a hundred dollars bought him like uh, twenty five GoPros or something like that, and he sold them for like fifty bucks each. I've never heard of that. Oh yeah, man, it, man, where did I see that? Somebody sent me a link for that, but yeah, this guy was showing this trick. But my point is, is you can buy bulk things from places and then sell it. And make a huge profit. And I'm not even talking cheap shit. I'm talking, like, good stuff. Yeah, I mean, you go to a place like Thailand just because we brought it up. There's some goods there that are very cheap in Thailand, but very expensive, like, back in the States, for Mm -hmm. example. 
Yeah. So I know I know people would go there and buy like suits, like very silk, very nice suits. Because in this, like anywhere else, I bought a suit in Thailand. They're like three, four times the price. So they yeah. would every time they would travel there, they would buy one and resell it back, and it would pay for the cost of the entire trip. Oh yeah. Well, they buy usually two. And buy keep two, a suit for yeah, themselves. And keep one for themselves, and that's more than enough to cover the cost. So I mean, these are different ways for for self sufficiency in the. Yeah, term. I think we should all describe. <clears throat> did we already describe what we think self sufficiency is? I think we talked about. Well, it depends. On, yeah. The philosophical versions of like soccer. We can make that a different topic for another day. For, for an emotional way, just you don't need other people. <laughs> no, no. I mean, no. But whatever you think is self sufficiency, what comes to your mind? Oh yeah, I said it pretty much. Being financially independent would be number one. Yeah, financial. Yeah, that's. I think that's what most people think. Yeah, think of self sufficient. I I really think it's you are able to produce everything you need to survive and lead a happy life. Whether it's emotional, whether it's anything like that. And I think yeah, that was Socrates' I, I, point. I think that was Socrates' point was that you can have the good life. You can be happy and flourish. And it's all up to you, your internal goods, without the external. Well, but but the thing is, see, because if you go to those types, what was it, digital nomads? Mm-hmm. They're always traveling. There's no way for them oh, well, to they're, be. They're completely unfulfilled as human beings. Like they. <laughs> well, for <laughs> them. Uh, well, I, I would. Mean, what really I would. In, they're leading interesting lives, but I mean, you, we have all lived as expats, and we know expats are some fucking. You know what? I will. Miserable, okay. miserable fucking I, I will. I will when you, when you say that, yes. <laughs> I, I will. Okay. That's a cynic. That's a cynic aspect. Side. <laughs> like, no, no. They, I, they I, get what you're, I get what you're saying. A lot of the times, they're not satisfied with something in their lives, so they leave to a different country. But I was just saying in the sense, because they're traveling, they're not being self-sufficiency in the sense they're, they're relying on... Like uh, other people's apartments, renting things. They're not. Yeah, that is true. Well, I mean, sure, but that's. I think that that's a more realistic self sufficiency in this context because it's 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 I mean it's halfway it's half ass yeah yeah that's why I say it's a spectrum then well I mean void void of okay so there's like a spectrum and then there's like a a period and then there's the other part which is uh, which is absolute uh, self sufficiency which is living off the grid. Oh yeah, that's like the extremist. You you kill your own food, you grow your own food, you like make no, your, you have your own water. Anything for you, yeah. You, you have you make your you own filter clothes. Your own pee. You you know what I mean like absolute. You have you use um fertilizer. You yeah everything. There are some people who live like that. No, for real. No, I I know people who live like that. I know um some people in the yeah they I think they call it bush that pretty much bushcraft I guess. But I mean, if you were to exist in a society. In the economy, but that's, you are going to rely somehow, like you're buying exactly. Yeah, so I, I think it depends on the context. It depends on the extent that you want to be a part of the economy. Yeah, and yeah, mm-hmm. that's one. That's a good way of saying it. I've also thought of self sufficiency as so, a yeah. I wouldn't personally. I would not want to be completely removed from it, but about ninety percent. Yeah, I get it. Like 90%. if you ever want to go back into it, you know, you can do it. Like you're not, uh, you're essentially not a hermit, but you're ninety percent a hermit. Like, I, but of I, your of your own accord. I would, like things like the public school system. I wouldn't put my kids in that. Yep. I'd either go private or homeschool. 
Private tutoring, even something like that. I just give them a tablet. Watch you. (laughs) (laughs) Or just train them in some skills that they'll be able to use for life, and they'll probably be better off than anyone who went to a public school to begin with. I mean, (laughs) teach them how to. um, All all you need to do is teach teach them them some some one skill, one skill that they can make money off of in their set. Teach them some. If it's like welding or backend programming. (laughs) (laughs) Backend programming for some uh, botnets. I honestly feel that if you are voidy, if you are completely separate from the economy and society at large, computer skills are kind of useless. Yeah, you can't. You can't do that. Uh, if you if you are completely off the grid, yeah, that, no, yeah, that is true. That is true. Network. I don't know. Who so would you have a network that. with? I don't know. <laughs> there is somebody like in Sweden though who um she sell she she sells stuff online, uh-huh. but she's mostly self sufficient and she creates her own. I goods. mean, there's, there's a lot of people, and that then do she that. sells them. I, so I technically, she's like. Yeah, she's maybe like ninety percent there. She lives in a very remote part of Swe- uh, uh, Sweden, so I think like up north. And she buy gets she um spins these <coughs> very. Um, what about her house? Is her house then off grid? Off grid. Yeah, okay. everything's off grid. She's connected to the internet, and she makes her money only on selling these very expensive fur fur coats or something like that. You know that. what skill I'd like to see? Sea silk. Sea, what is that? Sea silk. You guys hear about that one? So this is Mediterranean, Greek. I think it's Greek thing where the the lady, it's like this family tradition. They harvest this material from the ocean, and it, it's it's silk, and they weave these tapestries um, with it. Where do they get the silk from? From the ocean. It's a certain. They call it silk, but it's a substance they gather from the ocean and they weave it into this stuff. They like break it down from ocean water. <clears throat> no, it's uh, it's, it's a plant I don't know what it ocean? is. Yeah, I, I don't know exactly what it is, but. Apparently, there's only one. It's been passed down through this family, and there's only one lady left alive who knows how to do it. And she's old as shit. So, yeah. I heard of lotus. That's pretty, that's pretty self. Lotus silk as well. <laughs> yeah, I heard it's very expensive. Yeah, see that? Yeah. Well, this sea silk is like probably even more so. Super priceless. She's too old to even teach how to do it. Well, I mean, she's got. <laughs> I think she's got because it was passed through the women. So, like, I forgot. No, she still does it. She's gonna do it till she dies. I think her granddaughter someone. doesn't want to learn. So <laughs> she's like, just let it die. She's like twittering or something. My <laughs> <laughs> stupid grandma. <laughs> want me to learn this <laughs> dumb thing? Just buy your silk, God. <laughs> there's, there's, there's stores. Why don't I need to? <laughs> Silks, <laughs> sea silk is stupid. <laughs> not, not gonna lie though, but I th- personally, I think. <laughs> Sea silk sounds like a scam. Sea <laughs> <laughs> silk, that's not real. There must be some plant, ocean plant. Sea yeah, silk that's is an extremely fine, rare, and valuable fabric that is made from the long, silky filaments of a byssus or byssus secreted by gland in the foot of pin shells. Oh no, the sea, the sea Whoa. silk conspiracy. The sea silk mafia is online. They've changed Wikipedia so they can sell the sea silk. The <laughs> The last women who the last woman who makes sea silk. Yep, still old. It's Pretty like the nice guy looking. who does the uh, that Tyrian purple. Well, oh, it's, it's Tyrian nice purple, it looks, exactly. It looks like gold, kind of like the golden. I think they said that influenced the golden fleece. Quick, fill the silence. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, silk is usually from, but there's another much rare cloth known as sea silk or byssus. Comes from a clam. Figures. So you gotta 
I yeah, it's probably Muscles de Biso. It looks cool. It does look gold. So look that up, guys. Invest in your local sea silk, sea silk production and uh, keep that economy alive. And I'll be I'll be honest though. Even now, I mean, the whole point of this podcast really is for me at least, like trying to be self sufficient in many planes. As, yeah, financially independent, being able to live off grid, being able to know some bushcraft too. Eventually, you know, we should well, post. Uh, yeah, eventually you got to learn some. Yeah, know how to either hunt or gather berries and There's, stuff. Well, yeah, just in. If we're talking about markets, that's interesting. I've actually started seeing some ads on uh, on the Facebook about like books, specifically geared towards people. Wanting to get off the grid. Like, one's called, like, the book of civilization or something. And, like, the whole premise from what I take from these advertisements is this is, like, the skills you will need if civilization <laughs> crumbles You know, You know what's funny? Is I think people really dismissed those who wanted to be self-sufficient, live off grid. And now they realize it's very much important to know some of those skills because of the pandemic. Because they can see the, the how do I say, the vulnerabilities in the infrastructure I don't think that's as widespread as you think. I think that is a lot of people are, but I think a lot of people are just not not taking that serious at all. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, it's people don't take it seriously. Well, but I think they don't I understand l- the background. But I think now, I think on. maybe now they're kind of opening their eyes a little bit and seeing. Wait a minute, yeah. If like, pen- even uh, as a country, there is a no oh, self sufficient country. I, I think we're gonna look back and there's gonna be a marked migration from the urban centers to the to the country and they're gonna make turn into cities that'd be funny i mean they will eventually it's it's probably a bad thing but we'll see well i think what'll what'll actually happen is that there'll be the wood and the laws that made it well made them want to leave no like the people that are homesteading they'll be fine i'm talking so like the inner the interior of the country you know smaller cities that don't get a lot of time i think those are going to actually see a huge surge in people because people from the cities here are going to want to still live in the city. It's going to, no, because they're going to move to, right now they're just moving to other cities, just not as big almost. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like they're getting out of the coastal cities and they're going to move to smaller cities. So you're going to see cities like Nashville, Nashville, Oklahoma City City will um, get a boost. Uh, Salt Lake City will get a boost. Little Rock, um, Little Rock, places like Boise. Yep. Um, I think these cities are going to see a big surge, and they're going to grow because we saw that already in already investment has shifted to places. Oh, definitely. Yeah, some of the a lot of people are moving. The 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 industry movers have already moved to these places. Florida's going to see a big uptake places like Tallahassee, probably. Mm, Tallahassee. Um, and you're going to see kind of like what happened with um, Detroit. Detroit was a huge, dense city. Mm. It was on the up and up. People started scattering. They moved to other cities, and it kind of fell into uh, disrepair. I think you're going to see that in a lot of these coastal cities. And so what it's going to be is... <clears throat> I don't think that there's going to be a huge amount of self-sufficiency. I think it's just going to move the city <laughs> to another city. But there is there is more than usual, I think, more than in the – well, see, that's hard to say because you can't say more than in the past because in the past everybody was living on a fucking homestead, like if you go back far enough, right? So I guess in the modern era, you'll see more people returning to kind of that homestead life. 
And not even like the farm, the big farms, because big farms are corporate as fuck these days, man. Mm-hmm. They're all subsidized by the government, and they don't even do stuff by hand anymore. It's all those massive pieces of equipment. So, yeah, homestead life. I think we can agree that that is the pinnacle of of self-sufficiency, right? Gene? I, I agree. Is that where we were headed with? That's what I was thinking. And I think that and, the, and there's defi- levels to that as well. And that's definitely a goal for at least for me. I I'd, I'd like to. Where I, would you live in the in the country if you could set up homestead? True. I had to research that. I mean, top of your head, where would you? We talked about this a little on the last uh, Man, I mean, if I had a, like money's not a question? Yeah, money's not a question. I kind of wanted to live in the red forest because I thought they were Cali, Northern Cali. Northern, Northern, Northern. The state of Jefferson. I just wanted to see, I don't know, I just think the sequoias are really nice and I want to be by the sea. Go, go, you know, left, go yeah, west. That's a, one thing. Like, I feel like I want to go inside, but I like being near the sea. Same. I actually think. Uh, yeah, exactly. I think I don't want to delude myself. I just want to be by the water. I think the Pacific Northwest has some nice areas coastal. It, I heard about that too. Yeah. I heard it's temperate climate. No, I mean, no, it depends the, really. The peninsula. The peninsula of Washington State, I think, would be nice because it's pretty dense. The forest is pretty fucking dense there. I heard British Columbia, too. Might that's, have to sacrifice it, though, and just go in. That's Can- that's Canada, though. Yeah. But actually, if you wanted to disappear in Canada, you could disappear. In. It's big. <laughs> yes, <laughs> like it is really big. Exactly. Their forests are really It depends, really. What for, like, are you doing it for prepping and you want to... You can disappear in... Anywhere, really. Yeah, you can. You can. Really wanted to. I mean, that's why I was. I brought up the but peninsula because the land is expensive. Yeah. In Canada. Whoa. I don't know about Canada. No, I think Canada is <laughs> a little bit more affordable. affordable. Oh yeah. I've heard uh, other places on the coast. No well, matter coast, where, coast it's ex- in general, expensive yeah. land. Even if you're in like the interior of the state, you would just so do it. Not buy it. Just fucking live in like a national forest or something. Oh, yeah, just to... <laughs> no, really, I mean, why not? Yeah, there's some people who do that. They have the van life. No, I mean, the van life, just fucking start chopping trees down, build a fucking, <laughs> build a fucking house. <laughs> Isn't that illegal? Uh, fuck them. <laughs> if they don't find you. If, yeah. you're, a true, if you're a true self-sufficient person, if, if, you if must become an anarchist. If you're deep enough, they won't fucking know. <laughs> hey, you'll be good. You'll be good. Ain't gonna fucking have the SWAT team in there, you like I saw some like two acres of land was like two hundred thousand. Where at? Somewhere around here. No shit. In Maine? Yeah. Oh, I meant. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. That's the problem of living in Australia. <laughs> <laughs> but that's crazy expensive, and it was not. Near, it was like outside the city land. Uh, if you can pick any country on the in the world. Where would you want to live and be self-sufficient? And be, see, you, if you add the self-sufficient, it changes things. <laughs> Honestly, if you're going for self-sufficient, North America is your best bet. Yeah, that is true. Because I mean, resor- I mean resource-wise. It does depend also on the gun <coughs> rights, too. Because it, it, yep. Yeah, because you, you if you, that. Actually, if you're not allowed to own a firearm and you want to live if it's self-sufficient, well, it's for, impo- for, I'm sorry, for, objectively, for it's not possible. For self-sufficiency, you don't have very many options. For, all, for all of your... No matter what... For all of our non-American listeners out here, I've heard this posed many times. What is it with Americans and their guns? Well, one of the big reasons why it's Americans and their guns is because up until like 100 years ago, this entire country was frontier as fuck. And so it was a very real possibility that like your nearest neighbor was a couple miles away. 
like bears could just come into your house and shit. I'm not lying. Like I really. think most sensible people will understand that if you live in a remote area in the world, you need a gun. It doesn't matter. What well, well, what I'm saying is a lot of people, yeah. they think about America and they think about our urban centers because that's what oh, movies and stuff. I think in New York or but something. Most of this country is fucking wilderness. Like outright. There's, there's, <laughs> there's a lot of empty space in the United States. Like mm-hmm. up north, Nova Scotia? Man. Trying to survive out there without, I mean, wh- what's in Nova Scotia? Well, Nova Scotia is small, isn't Nova it? Nova Scotia is super small, yeah. Yeah, that's true. But it's right, I mean, it's right by the ocean. It, it wouldn't be bad. Yeah, yeah, you actually, you'd be and okay. They've got H- houses are cheap up there. And they've got, a, they've got a big community of Gaelic speakers. So, you know, Gaelic you know, you know speakers. Mac likes that. <laughs> oh, like what is called Nova Scotia for a reason, right? I, it's New Scotland. Really, the, the homes I checked are very cheap there. Nova Scotia, really? It's yeah. cold, right? Like 100000 for a pretty It's cold spot. and wet. Huh. It is. It is. It's a fish. Like they were. But yeah, that's why it's pretty. It's pretty boring. Well, and that's what I'm saying. That's why I said California out west because you know, there's remote areas everywhere, man. Like there's remote areas and plenty in Canada. There's plenty in Scotland and the islands. Going back there, Ireland is really underpopulated. There's Mongolia is big old plains. There's, um, yeah. I mean, a lot of factors in play. I mean, yeah. Obviously, you need a country that has laws that let you have w- guns. Will allow you to have a gun, because if you want to be self-sufficient, I mean, if you're out in the boonies mm-hmm. and you get hurt by a bear, um, who are you gonna call? Really, cool. you have an ambulance cool. come, like S- in South Africa. It's not a bad place. Actually. Yeah, I get, exactly. They're pretty strict on gun rules. I think you can hunt there. I know. If you yeah, can hunt, then yeah, it's different. I'm tracking. They're pretty strict on it though, because they. I don't they, know much there's, about. There's a lot of political turmoil right there. i wouldn't want to live in south africa yeah a lot of it has uh, to do yeah, with political wouldn't. turmoil <laughs> it's pretty rough they have other issues you have yeah, to deal yeah. with it's funny because i can imagine european ah don't talk any about that you have a lot of uh, political turmoil right now i don't know what you're talking about <laughs> i don't but, either but I, I know you can watch hunt the there. news too much it's fake i know that much you can hunt there yeah you can hunt lions <laughs> lions and, and like the weird deer i don't even know what they're called oh, oh. the are you talking about the um Oh, the uh, the Springboks. I mean, that's what the rugby team's yeah. named. But it's got a weird, very weird name. Ibex? Maybe that's it, yeah. Ibexes? Those are... It's like a that's kind, a type it's, of goat It's thing. a kind of deer. It's very deer-like. I want to say Springbok. But smaller than a deer. Because that's what the name of their rugby team is. Let me look that up. That might be a nickname for them. Just say South... Yeah, I think it's an Ibex. South African... It? it says North African... No, yeah, that was like a, a no. ancient Europe. No, that's bigger. That's almost like. Is a, it like the what geez, is it? The looks huge. Is Impala. It, but you can hunt those as well. No, it's kind of similar. Impalas are smaller than that. That looks almost like a caribou size or something. It's small. It's a small little. I get a car if I go on images. But I, I had a, a friend. Anyala from Lowland Nyala. That's this, this guy here. No, yeah. but you. I mean, that's stuff you can hunt as well. It's just like gamey meat, similar to deer or moose. Mm. Uh, an orc. It's probably pretty good. Yeah, there's a springbok. That's the one. I, Let me see. It. It's very, cool, very cool looking, but that's not the one I, I remember. But it doesn't okay. matter so much. Hell of a, hell of a tangent here. <laughs> There's a lot of cool stuff you can hunt there. Well, I mean, 
They've all got pretty cool names. One one day we should make a uh, an update on the self sufficiency if we have become self sufficient enough. Well, yeah, uh, yeah. Part, part of self sufficiency is privacy. Yeah, privacy too. I mean, there's a lot of aspects you can tackle. I mean, it, psychology, finance, even on a national scale. Think about it. During the pandemic, a lot of our PPE was made overseas. And if there's a medical emergency and you don't have your PPE on a national scale fabricated in your own country and then another country um, threatens to, to cut off the supply of PPE, I mean, that's not self-sufficient. Oh, we're talking sorry, national self-sufficiency? Yeah, national yeah. self-sufficiency. Yeah. Even oh, in that you're sense. such a nationalist. Sovereign. Oh, no. I think it's into, like, sovereignty. Yeah, exactly. I mean, Well, no, I mean, this is just... You should be able. This That's is just, the this is the problem that people that are critical of globalism and a global economy have with globalism and a global economy. Is don't use that word. It triggers but people. How do you promote? Globalism and sovereignty at the same time. You don't. You, yeah, you can't. I mean, it's that's like China does. They always talk about their sovereignty, but they promote globalism more than any other country in the world because it benefits. But it's them kind of say, it's yeah, kind the, of a, the One Belt Road Initiative, it's right? It's kind of a trap, though, because the the ways that they they drive down their currency and that they have like exploit their cheaper labor. I mean, they're really sucking people in. And, and not just that, they always talk about cultural diversity, and they go and they make this uh, One Belt One Road project, and they essentially. They talk about cultural diversity in China. They do when they when they talk about the one world because um, they want to bring the world together, like the well, Silk Road. But they don't say it inside of China. Oh yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, no, no. That's what I'm saying. Well, when it's when they're talking to foreigners, then they invoke and they're like, "Oh yeah, we want to create is, a this new." This is what we're all about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even though you go to China and we're gonna like create <laughs> a, a new Silk Road, and we want to connect the people. The people, but the, that's the, they want themselves to be the center of it, and that's ultimately the way globalism works in that context. Is that like, here's the thing. Again, we have that's to put... That's action speak louder than words. Well, we have to put yeah, this Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. All three of us have lived in China. We love living in China. We've got friends in China. We love you guys the most. But let's be real about the Chinese government. We Like, you don't have to be a genius to see what they're doing. It's it's pretty obvious. I think that's mo- one place where it's impossible. No, I mean, they're pretty, they're pretty blatant about it. Like, exactly. But I think, yeah, that's an aspect that has you, to you be explored. You can't drive from city to city in China. Like, you have to take the train. You you you, you can. go no you well, go through like four tolls. Ha, have you seen? But it's, it's so many tolls. Yeah. Have it's you seen really Laowai? Yeah, because freeway want, highway system is super weird. Hey, wait, wait, they wait. want you to take public transportation. Let me shout out Laowai eighty six. Is that his name? Laowai eighty six and Serpenza. Uh, I think so. Yeah. I mean, they went through the whole. Uh, a lot of the China with uh, motorcycles. You that was crazy. Ro- you can road trip through China. It's that was cool. crazy. Uh, it's one thing I wanted to do. It's it's yeah. We, I had a plan with a buddy to motorcycle up through um, southwestern China. No, yeah, southwestern China up by the Tibetan Plateau and then come up through Mongolia. That'd be awesome. Yeah, no fucking way. We didn't do it. <laughs> <laughs> it would have been cool. But, yeah. So if I if I was a digital nomad, mm-hmm. that's what I would do. I would like to motorbike in China. Well, not in China. I'd also want to do it in South America. Or like a... Pan American. Pan American. Oh, have you seen that guy who did the Pan American Express? And he did it all... Isn't that very dangerous? Yes. Yeah. Uh, His name is Alex Chacon. And he went from... Where's he from? American, I think. And I think he went from Alaska to Argentina. Wow, he did the full, full... Alaska to Argentina. Took him like two or three years. Yeah. What? Let me see. Wait, how is he traveling? Not by train. By what, though? Motorcycle. Yeah. It's the more two, it, two, three. How does it take that long? Actually, maybe it was. Um, maybe I'm being hyperbolic. 
I mean, it, even if it's you're going, like a no, but half the, a year. No, but no, the, no but sure the, remember the the Venezuelan jungle is very harsh. Even half a year. No, bro. Because here's the thing: half if you're if you're how, okay, let me look it up. How how long it took him? That's half a year, even if you're stopping. Have you done it? No, because I know, well, how do you know going across the continent. Well, how do you know? <laughs> well, I, don't, I, I don't know. How, I don't know how long. So here's what I know. Here's what I know. If you go across the U.S., right? Um, let me look at that motorcycle from, diaries from coast to coast, doing between a thousand to twelve. Yeah, no, no, it, it didn't take three years. I was just exaggerating. Okay. It was five hundred days. Okay, that's, but I think it, he stopped though because he was vlogging too. You know, he was trying to take pictures. That's still like, like a year and year and a half. I would do it in six months. What? <laughs> but you wouldn't be able to see all the. Um, I could. I'd be like. Really, but you know, I'm talking about the. I'm so many likes for this. Hey, I'm talking about so much clout. I'm talking about something else. You know, all the other attractions. You get in there and. Do you have to? Are you making sex motions? No. Yeah, you were. Just do it on the motorcycle and talk. About <laughs> Use the vibrations to your benefit. Okay, the really like <laughs> You guys are being very like, vulgar. I, it's I, the I, wine. I just. It's the vulgar. Latin. I, I'm done right here. <laughs> Get back home. <laughs> but it's miles away. Peace. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for being part of the journey. <laughs> Getting some likes from me. <laughs> I'll blog about you. I'll never forget you. <laughs> I'll blog about self sufficiency. I don't need you. <laughs> Your body, <laughs> emotional self sufficiency, right? Who said anything about emotions? <laughs> uh, but even Den was telling me because people would take. Oh, the trek you're across, you're bringing up Den, huh? Across Russia, he said it's super dangerous. Oh, oh yeah, Den. When are we gonna talk to Den? He'll do it, but I don't know what to talk to. Actually, about. so I want to about the crazy Russia stories. He's probably got some. Oh yeah, but, uh, when he like pretended to be like a businessman, and he got a. Uh, he, he no, no oh, that! No yeah, 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 That's yeah. Funny. Hey, question. No spoilers. Quite, yeah, no spoilers. Uh, for self sufficiency, we're talking about going full self sufficiency. Oh yeah. What are your thoughts on a on a woman bringing a partner with you? What do you mean? Like you're gonna bring a woman with you, or are you? Just of course. Oh. Yeah, I think I think so. I don't mind. That's not self sufficiency. If you're really self sufficient, you just get off in your sock like a man. <laughs> Maybe not. But <laughs> Maybe not so sufficient then. Fell in my trap. <laughs> that's if you don't have the goal to procreate. Yeah, well, I think most of us do. You might. Someone might stumble and you just be like, hey. Been here. <laughs> stumble I've, been here, I've been here alone for a while. <laughs> danger, danger, danger. <laughs> I need an adult. <laughs> but. What's that? Hold on. Uh-oh, should we, finish, should we uh, end this podcast? What was that? What's that? I hear. Damn. Oh. Self-sufficiency. What is that self-sufficiency, man? Economic freedom. You know what I'm saying? Getting paid. No, I think, so So what you're saying is you would probably get a girl, then go into the woods. I would. Well, you know I what? Would, I would go into the woods, get my internet, and then invite some girl out into the woods. Like, Jesus. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah, right, dude. <laughs> Tinder I'd match. pull it off. Hey, I'm in the, like, where are you? It's cool. It's cool. The Uber guy knows me. <laughs> tell him to drop you off here. Just, yeah. Bring a No, but bag. I've seen, I've seen people on YouTube who do that. They do the self-sufficiency lifestyle and they bring their um girlfriend. 
I think you'd have to and like jointly decide to do it together. I mean, yeah. it depends. Because once, once yeah, you're yeah, there, yeah, yeah. it's going to be weird. It's, this is. Well, you just invited random she, hey. she has to have the same goal. This Absolutely. Same yeah, 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 yeah. It was, Absolutely. and they have kids together. So he has a whole like self sufficient life, kind of like an Amish lifestyle. So if there's any single ladies out there looking to get off the grid, we got two eligible bachelors right here, Gene and Dio. Hit us up. Because if you, I mean. Willing to start a new civilization in the middle of the woods. Yeah, just send a headshot. I want to go to Argentina. <laughs> a video introduction? Video I'm introduction. I, I actually disagree. I what do you hate the most about society nowadays? <laughs> go ahead. Make it spicy. <laughs> I, need, I need to get the lumberjack beard. Then I'll be set. It's true. Yeah, you it, have to have a beard. Cold. It gets cold. And I got to get the... I wouldn't mind living the bearded life. The buff body. The, well, Greek, come, the Greek god body. That, that, that comes from comes, lifting trees, yeah. building your log cabin. Yep. Yep. Oh, that's another thing about um, Diogenes that he used to talk about the uh, self-sufficiency. Is that buff. yeah, exactly? Socrates talked about that too in Plato. If you want to have a healthy, healthy mind, you need a healthy body. Yeah, you, you you'll just be in decent shape from. That's yeah, going to be a future episode. Mm, yeah. is, on, is on fitness in the context of the good life. Well, Haru, we could talk to him about that. The modern monk. He was super into He's self-sufficient before. as hell. Think about it. Uh, th- those prisoners you know, he, who can get buff his, just by... How the hell do those prisoners get buff? I mean... You calling nothing him, a, else you calling him a prisoner? No, I'm just saying <laughs> I was thinking of prisoners because I was thinking of um, the gym workout. Gym workouts they do on oh, YouTube. Bar, the, no, he was, he was the super... The bar bros. Haru was super into self-sufficiency before. Haru was in a prisoner? <laughs> no, into self-sufficiency. I don't think oh, he's okay. ever been a prisoner. Prisoners are not self-sufficient. Yeah, I mean they 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 yeah. Literally I mean their workouts are no, but they're they're literally completely dependent on the on the system. If they do calisthenics, if they do calisthenics, <laughs> if they just use their body weight, they're relying on gravity. <laughs> that's not self. <laughs> yeah, that be that could be a. You're not self sufficient. You need air. That, no, 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 no. That's that's, that's a meme. That's a meme right there. How self sufficient are you? Using gravity? You're not self-sufficient, man. You're, you're breathing you're air? You're a joke. You're not self-sufficient. You're, still, you're, still you're drinking water? That's not <laughs> self-sufficient, man. Poser. You don't need water. <laughs> Bitch. <laughs> that self-sufficiency is going to become a meme. It will. I, I trust you. That you'll make it into a meme. I will. <laughs> I believe in you. Maybe. If I were to go about it first, again, financial, some form of financial freedom mm-hmm. to where... I could use that money capital to build a homestead. Well, a what if you don't have that though? I, I was about to say, is that necessary? For it's not. It's not necessary. Mm-hmm. But that's just the way I would go. About did, it. Everybody interprets it differently, just like how the Again, no, Socrates I, interprets it differently, I, I and say, Diogenes. And I would claim it to be sacrificing now for a better. Well, form so you can have a comfortable self sufficiency. Yeah. That's One that doesn't require you to literally just go chopping down trees and building a house. Yeah, I would probably want someone else to build the house. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> I'm on that. No, well, there's some houses that are you can build yourself that are kind of like there's some, pre-built. There's, there's some, some I mean, pretty you can cool. Do, yeah, those like uh, what are they? It's like almost like a kit. Only. Yeah, the they, kits. Yeah, they have the mm-hmm. log cabin kits. No, but there's there's actually some pretty good cool YouTube channels where they um they have one I remember following. This family was like building their homestead completely like from scratch that shit was wild dude like they built this whole big ass house they built uh they built like uh it was like a tower but it was halfway in the ground so they dug this big ass hole and they started like 
lining it, and then they fucking you, you, you seen those uh, dudes in like Southeast Asia that dig these. Crazy oh, I know you were talking. Were well, you talking about the primitive techniques? The prim- primitive technology. The, the, yeah, yeah, the guy who who builds a bow with, with a stick. And yeah, then he fucking digs a castle under the ground. Or yeah, something. exactly. I heard some of those are fake. I'm sure they are. That he just they were, they were caught using power tools. Sorry, I'm a cynic. I mean, yeah, those are some pretty clean cut fucking exactly <laughs> cuts. But no, I mean, but it's, it's still really cool. Like you, you could do it if you had the time. If you weren't no, trying you to pump out could. multiple videos a month, you totally could do it. There was what were they before? It was big in the south southwest. It was um, what kind of homes? Oh, uh, the uh, Adobe. No the mud brick ones. Or? Yeah, yeah, it's kind of like the. That's Adobe, isn't it? Mud brick. Is it? I thought Adobe was just the that clay style of architecture. I'm pretty sure it's the type of like clay mud brick thing down there. All right, guys. Any last thoughts about self sufficiency before we end this episode? I have to find it later. It's in my. Um. I would like to add that type of home to it, but I cannot remember the name of what they're called. You talk, and I'll see if I can. My last quote is, I'm just going to add another quote, but I'd like to talk about the self-sufficiency in the philosophical sense, because I think that's, we talked mostly about our interpretations, but we can eventually do one, one um, podcast episode about um, what Socrates, Plato's, and Aristotle meant, and Diogenes, maybe separate. I mean, this is a very big topic, very wide topic. I mean, it's kind of the goal in a sense, I, I mean, for my life. For my life and the podcast in general, so. All right, Mac, you got any last no, final, final it notes? It looks very, like, rough around the edges. Like it's oh, really oh I know what that one is, yeah. Okay, Adobe's the plaster, apparently, that goes over the mud bricks. But anyway, um, <clears throat> final thoughts. Uh, none really. I think self-sufficiency is something that everybody should endeavor to have at least on standby um, in the worst possible scenarios. You should be able to fall back and rely on yourself. If you choose to remain in society, there's nothing wrong with that either. Just don't be completely dependent upon it, I think. That is the key to a balanced and healthy life. Exactly. All right. Let's Uh, let's plug our uh, social media one more time, ladies and gentlemen. If you're not already following us, uh, go ahead and follow us at... Deal? At Wine Jar Cynics on all social media, Twitter, Instagram, um, YouTube, Parlor. Am I missing anything? As, as far as I know, that's pretty good. Uh, again, we're trying to get better at that so we can communicate with our audience, with you guys. Also, Apple Podcast Reviews as well, so you can Apple tell us your thoughts. Reviews, yeah. Which we would love to hear reviews mm-hmm. from you guys. Uh, we'd love to hear feedback, things you want to hear about, um, and just tell us how you think we're doing. Um. All right. Anything else? Are we good? Nope. Let's go to. Can we open another bottle of wine? Parabellum. Yep. Let's do another wine. Yeah, we'll pop another bottle in. All right, guys. Enjoy your wine tonight and parabellum. See this packet. Parabellum. <laughs>